You're listening to Dear Joseph, the podcast where we answer all your financial questions. This is a pure conversation podcast. Disclaimer, I'm not a financial advisor and nothing I say should be considered as financial advice, but purely for entertainment purposes. Today's question comes from Jonathan P. These are real questions from real people to, to preserve the anonymity of our of the people who ask the questions. We're only going to, we're going to cut in short their last name. So his last name isn't P, but it's with a P. Jonathan P. writes, Dear Joseph, how do you evaluate a recession from a timing perspective? Like, why does that not create undervalued stocks? So there are several points that need to be addressed. Number one is, just because there's a recession means stocks undervalued. If stocks drop because of a recession, that's likely because A, uh, people don't have money, so expectations for for uh, earnings for companies go down. It also means risks go up because companies are making less money, so likely it's more likely that they'll default on debt. And two, people don't have so much income necessarily to a lot to the market. So on a supply and demand kind of thing, because there's going to be less demand for stock, these people are going to be pulling out. Uh, of the market or people are not going to be able to invest as much going forward, uh, there's going to be less business going on in the market and therefore prices are going to da- go down. In the same way where if someone like Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett or Elon Musk would just sell all their stock on their in their given company, it would dilute, it, there would be so much supply that demand would drop and the price of the stock would drop. So there are multiple reasons why stock drop in a recession, but it's not necessarily because of some type of undervalue. If you're going to say, well, I think their stocks are going to go up um, going forward, well, that's not a case for necessarily undervalued stocks. That is a, an assumption of some sort of risk. I would question the basis of how do you know how fast it's going to recover? Um, even if you assume previous returns, you know, um, you know, if you're assuming like 7% a year, an average for return on the S&P, so it recovered. But do you know that it's going to recover faster and then go back to normalized, normal uh, historic returns or not? Meaning there's a huge assumption on whether there'll be a recovery. Warren Buffett famously said that you know, there were a few times when the stock market dropped by a, you know, a certain amount of points that weren't a bad idea to invest in. Now, it is true if you invest on days where things drop, you might be able to get get uh, good deals on the overall market, not in the sense that at the time you bought you bought it at a good price, but at the time, but in the sense that meaning that you you got it for a for a that you bought an undervalued asset, but in the sense that in the long term, when you buy the market on its drops, you should be able to outperform. That's not necessarily true though. Meaning in the moment, yes, but you don't know when the last time a stock is going to drop. So meaning if you have extra income on those days and you want to invest in the market, so then I can hear, and by market I mean broad market ETFs, then I can hear the argument. But in general, not necessarily the case. For example, in you know, 2000, 2001, when, maybe I think 2000, when the NASDAQ was at its all-time peak because of the dot-com boom, um, and, and if you compare that price it was trading to the price it was trading on the worst day of this year due to the coronavirus, 
you would find that that the heights of that day didn't reach the lows of our day. Meaning, I wish I could have I could buy stocks at that you know 2001 price. In other words, you don't know when the market bo- when the market bottom is never going to be reached again. Maybe it will reach it. Maybe it'll go lower in the future. I don't know. But presuming that there will be continuous growth in the markets, it's hard for me to say that, you know, you should wait out for days where, or times where the stock markets drop. I would also note the assumption of that there's such thing as undervalued or that it matters. Undervalued means you're getting the asset at a deal, meaning it's really worth more. Well, why do you think it's worth more? In my recent article on pureconversation.com, where the article entitled uh, under, uh, Undervalued Stock and Why You Shouldn't Care, I explained that, number one, the reason why it might be undervalued is because of some type of risk. For example, you might find that stock that outperform earnings expectation do not necessarily outperform outperform by that much stocks that meet continuously meet their uh, earnings per share expectations. So what that implies is that there might be something else going on that is not causing these stocks to uh, to be compensated in share price. The reason may be something like risk, something like that. Certain things that we try to evaluate the company based off on aren't the driving factor of what the current market is demanding for this stock. I mean, just because the earnings are a certain point doesn't necessarily mean that that is that it weighs as much on the stock price as you necessarily think. So being that the stocks in general are not so easy to value, and it's hard to tell what the broader market is going to want as a valuation, it's hard to justify necessarily buying undervalued stock. It's hard to justify that any type of undervaluation that you can come up with will necessarily be undervalued and that you can uh, grab those stocks at a deal. I mean, maybe it's a deal in your hand, in your mind, where if you were to buy the company, you know, you would, you know, the full company, you know, you would say that's a great price to buy the entire company. But the market doesn't necessarily agree with you. And if you have a lot of people that disagree and will never come to terms with your evaluations and will never weigh, for example, earnings or, for example, equity or, for example, debt as much as you do, well, therefore, you're not going to ne- – or other risks as much as you do. Therefore, you're never actually – you're never – your undervalued asset will never become, you know, fair price. Uh, that's not to say that you shouldn't buy – good companies, meaning that you should buy safe companies or a safe array of companies, meaning you should diversify and diversify means like, you know, in like like large segments of the market or the entire market. By diversifying in a lot of companies, a lot of good companies, that'll set you ahead of all these valuations, meaning the fear is that even if you have an under, that an undervalue asset quote-unquote will continue to be undervalued and that your perception of the value will um, may not be reflected in the stock price but if you try to find several companies that are trading 
at good margins that don't have that don't have you know such high risk or for example if you invest in the entire market or three segments of the market where the risk is spread out meaning instead of your hundred dollars going in one company it's going in multiples of companies and even if you don't want to do the entire market but large segments or you know a couple hundred stock instead of like you know few stocks well then that spreads out um the risk into different types of you know uh, individual risks like um like mentioned in my article i mentioned earlier or different types of uh, but it's all fed by systematic risk meaning if you believe that the market that uh, things are going to be good in the future that companies are going to be more efficient that uh, they're going to be able to find higher profits they're going to create new items they're going to cut be able to cut costs they're going um, then if, if you believe that then you would be under the impression that the market itself is going to grow so even if you don't uh, even if your valuations aren't particularly useful you can still find val- a groups of valuable companies that the market will will at very least grow because of the growth of the overall market meaning it might not reflect your valuations how you value it but it is a great way to grow your company in that you're investing in the progress and that's something that's a lot safer than say investing in some type of valuation that maybe one day the market will decide to evaluate things the same way you evaluated it in summation i would say that recessions have nothing to do with undervalue necessarily um panic selling um is hard to predict in the moment and therefore to find undervalued stocks would be difficult undervalue in itself is questionable and even if there are occasions where there are or are not undervalued stocks it could be because of um it could be because of certain things like risks or measurements of value that the overall market sees uh, w- or weighs differently than you do and that the entire market would have to come to your understanding to reach your valuations um, which is not something you can rely on it makes more sense to rely on the overall consensus of the market and the consensus of progress than it does to ne- to necessarily any of your own valuations where potentially either you're misvaluing evaluating stocks or the even if you are quote unquote correctly evaluating it the market's going to have to learn which it's not going to do so even if markets are inefficient and they're wrong about the prices well if they're going to be wrong who says they're ever going to learn to be right according to you so instead um a better idea would be to invest in larger segments and valuable companies not undervalued companies thank you for listening please make sure to like and subscribe